0: A year of COVID restrictions, mandatory vaccinations, a name-calling Polish writer, and rescued animals in Australia. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Tuesday the 23rd of March. In the first story of the Daily Briefing today, we discuss the past year. It may be hard to believe, but it's now been a whole year since the lockdown was first announced in the UK. It's been a full year of restrictions on who we can meet, how many people we can meet, where we can meet, and even if we can meet. It's been a whole year of uncertainty for businesses, of jobs being lost, and people being made to work from home. It's been a full year of debating whether it's legal or even safe to meet with loved ones, of homeschooling and debating whether the items you need from the shop actually count as essential. And sadly, it's been a year of loss. It's been a year where families up and down the country and indeed around the world have been told the heartbreaking news that their father, their mother, their partner, their child, their friend has lost their life due to the unrelenting, remorseless, wretched virus. On this anniversary of the pandemic in the UK, it's essential that we remember all of those we've lost. All of the 125,000 people that have now died in the UK from this disease had families. They were loved. They had hobbies. They had jobs. They had fun. They contributed to society. And some of them hadn't even finished school. In one utterly devastating case, a 13-year-old from Brixton died following a positive coronavirus test. Due to coronavirus restrictions, and as they tested positive themselves, his immediate family were unable to attend his funeral, and the coffin was lowered by four people wearing protective clothing and masks. This story highlights the horror and sheer inhumanity of the virus, and demonstrates that the virus has not only taken loved ones, but also our ability to physically gather to remember them after their passing. There are though some positive things to remember, Despite the immense challenge coronavirus has presented, we managed to pull together as one. The NHS stepped up to the challenge and helped out more than 450,000 people who have been admitted to hospital with COVID since the beginning of the pandemic. In addition to that, over 400,000 people have volunteered for the NHS, showing their determination to help others despite the personal risk and many others donated to campaigns like Captain Sir Tom Moore's fundraiser, showing that even at a time of financial hardship, people are determined to come together. The virus has then demonstrated both our mettle and our empathy. If you live in the UK, then you can remember those we've lost this year by lighting a candle, a phone or a torch and standing on your doorstep at 8pm. I'll be doing so, and hopefully it will help us reflect on not only those who have died from COVID, but also all the other people who have died in the last year. In the second story today, we stay in the UK to discuss a rather controversial proposal to make it a legal requirement for certain people to get the coronavirus vaccine. It's no surprise that this issue has arisen once again. It's a bit of a hot potato in politics at the moment. Largely though, there's been no word from government about whether such a proposal could or would be implemented. It's remained simply a hypothetical. Until today that is. According to Telegraph, a leaked paper from the COVID Operations Cabinet Subcommittee suggests that the Prime Minister and Health and Social Care Secretary have requested the law is changed to make it a legal requirement for care home staff to have the vaccine. This was supposedly spurred on by the low vaccine take-up among care home staff, the exact people most likely to infect the elderly. If this leak turns out to be true, then it would pose some serious moral and even legal questions. After all, there are people who cannot get the vaccine for health or religious reasons. Would these people need to get vaccinated? And what happens if they're not? So this could potentially end up being discriminatory. What do you think, though? Is making the vaccine mandatory for care home workers a good idea in order to protect those who are most vulnerable? Or is it morally wrong and crosses a line? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. In the third story of the Daily Briefing today, we move to Poland to discuss a writer that could go to prison for calling President Duda a moron. This story actually starts all the way back in November when there was quite a lot of discussion about whether Joe Biden had actually won the election. The popular Polish writer Jakub Zulcic decided to write on Facebook that Biden is the 46th president of the USA and that Andreas Duda, the president of Poland, is a moron. This is in response to the fact that Mr. Zulcic didn't believe that President Duda understood the electoral college. Unfortunately for Mr. Zulcic, prosecutors have argued that the language used in the tweet, the word moron, was offensive and unacceptable. In Poland, there are nine different protest laws that can be used against citizens if they so much as insult the Polish flag. And these laws carry some serious prison sentences. In the case of Mr. Zontzig, he could be sentenced in prison for three years if found guilty. And ultimately, I will have to keep an eye on this case to find out if he's found guilty or cleared of the charges. In our final story today, we discuss the New South Wales floods in Australia, specifically looking at the animal rescue that occurred over the last few days. Paul Zamet, who lives in the region, has a large collection of animals, estimated to be around 400. Due to the flood, many of these animals were at risk, so he and his friends set about trying to rescue them. Many were evacuated before the flood even happened. All except for two in fact, an emu called Guki and a deer. In order to evacuate Gookie, he used a dinghy and staged a daring rescue. His deers, though, were unfortunately unable to be rescued. Instead, they've had to take residence in his house, which luckily hasn't flooded yet. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app, or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.